Welcome to the Make It Count podcast, the one coming out just before December, isn't it? 30th of November, this one should be coming out. Yep. Which means we're leading into Advent and Christmas. Woohoo! That can build... I mean, I love Christmas, right? You like Christmas? I love Christmas. Uh, Craziest thing, actually. I sometimes go uh, around the world, not around the world, around the country, gosh, uh, with my work, and I went up to Scotland, mm. beginning of October. No. Guess what I saw in the restaurant at the, the hotel? Well, I may already know this. I saw a Christmas tree. This was like the first week of October. Mm. I love Christmas. I've never seen a Christmas tree up that early. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, that is pretty early, but I don't hate it. Controversially. I, I thought I was a bit, I just thought it was a bit much. Okay. So is that only after the time change, like the clocks change? I mean, in October at all. I just think, unless you're in, you know, Christmas world or whatever, the shop that's like, it's Christmas all year round, it's just... I feel as soon as wait. bonfire night has happened, yeah. Christmas is on. Okay. That, I think I found it. myself singing Christmas carols as soon as bonfire night was finished, like the yeah. next day. Yeah. And occasionally the old one will hit your mind in June or July or something. But nobody goes, you know what I'll do? I think I'll put my Christmas tree up. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that happen at Christmas. Some people, most people, I would say, really love Christmas. Mm. A lot of people really don't like Christmas. Mm. And I think there's not very many people that like all of it or like none of it. Most of us are bits we like and there's bits we don't like. Indeed. So, you, you know, the Brussels sprouts is the classic one. Most people don't like that, but they probably like most of Christmas. I quite like a good Brussels sprout. The yeah. key part there is a good, the good Brussels one. Sprout. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nobody likes a bad one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's true. So, what do you think of when you think of Christmas or the approach to Christmas? The first thing that springs to mind is snow, which is completely ironic because I don't think I've ever seen snow on Christmas Day. No, in this country, anyway. No, not in the UK. Um, but yeah, family um, giving gifts. Warmth inside, cold outside. Yeah, the coziness. Good the, food. The festive food, isn't there? The mince pies. Oh, international audience won't have any idea what that is. Some good <laughs> Christmas films. Oh yeah, there we are. Yeah, Die uh, Hard. I suppose one of the things, that's what we were thinking about talking about today, not Die Hard, but... <laughs> <laughs> You talked about one of the key things, and lots of people, and especially if you are uh, have children, they'll be thinking, Christmas equals presents. Mm. And we want to take a slight angle on this, or what does it look like to be generous or, or give well at Christmas? And that can be a tough question. I think it can be tough, but why do you think it can be tough? Well, I I like to try and give good gifts to people. It takes a lot of mental effort. It doesn't come naturally to me. Mm. And so I suppose it's the question of, what do I get people? What do I get someone? And it's hard. Because <laughs> I want to show love to them. I don't want to show appreciation. And I don't want to get something that's just like a token gift. Because I almost feel like that shows the complete opposite mm. of, oh, well, I've got you a gift because I have to. And I've put the minimal amount of effort and the minimal amount of resource into this. Therefore, meh, that's what I think of you, kind of. So that's the opposite of what I want to achieve. So it sounds like you're looking for the perfect gift for everyone. 
Yeah, probably. That's kind of maybe some of my perfectionist attitude coming out there. <laughs> but I, I do get it that we want to get good gifts for people. Uh, we don't want to just be like, oh, look, here's another pair of socks or, you know. Although, nothing wrong with a good pair of socks. It's true. I recently got given some very good puffin socks for my birthday. Yeah, shout out to... Anna Whithall. Yeah, we are. Woo-hoo. And, and also, you know, maybe... But it sounds like for you, a big part of giving is the thought behind it or like connecting it, not just some standard air, chocolate, happy Christmas. And a card, yeah. yeah. Oh, little note to that. So, you'll have heard of the five love languages. Mm -hmm. I'm sure many of our listeners will have as well. Gary Chapman. Yeah, really good stuff. Words of affirmation is one of them. Gifts is another. Physical touch, quality time, and acts of service. Mm. Often at times like Christmas or even birthdays, one of the things that people give is cards, right? And I think, what an amazing opportunity to spend a bit of time and give some words of affirmation to someone. There's a few things I think are more pointless than when someone gets a card and all they write is, Dear Matt, for example, Dear Matt, happy birthday, then their name. And that's it. Sometimes they don't even write happy birthday because that might be printed it's in, in the card. They just dear your name, their name. And it's like, so what you're telling me is you decided to spend a couple of pounds on a piece of recycling. Effectively. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what an opportunity to share some really thoughtful things or even just something nice, a little greeting. But when there's nothing, it's just an empty card, you go, it was a waste of time. Yeah. Well, especially, like, so, my love language is totally words of affirmation. Mm. So, something kindly written to me that, hey, this is how we see you, or this is something I appreciate about you, or, hey, in the last year, this, David. Yeah. That's more treasured to me than a, and any present you could get me. Yeah. And like you said, you spend five, ten minutes writing that and putting that down, I will keep it, and yeah. I will probably reread it. And... And maybe even tear up. I might do, yeah, but I, uh... <laughs> I'm actually tearing up right now as I think about it. Uh, that's only half a joke as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, So there you go. If you're going to get one of us a card. It sounds like we've done that. Yeah. Uh, Christmas, make sure you give out all the love languages and <laughs> match it to the right person. <laughs> Problem is, uh, it's it's hard work to do that. Mm. That's true. And I, I think we this is one of the things we wanted to talk about today. Sometimes... Being generous and giving the right gift is difficult, especially, and I think of you, right? I think of you probably more than I should, but you are my brother and I'm allowed to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we're, we're obviously very blessed, materially quite blessed. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have very many like, needs, necessarily. No. You have a few wants. Mm, many. And also, many things you don't want. Mm. I don't want this, and I don't want that, and don't give me this, and I don't need any more of this. Oh, you're giving and the impression <laughs> that I'm really fussy. No, but you're, it's not that you're fussy. I think it's that you, you've you chosen to live a little bit more minimally. Okay, uh, I see. Yeah. And so, sort of, I look at you, and probably most of your friends look at you and go, what in the world could we get, Matt? You're, like, difficult to buy for. So, as, oh, as you are thinking about other people, and you mm. think, oh, it's difficult to get them a present. So they're looking at you and going, what? Are, I mean, I'm no different. I think lots of people look at me and go, what? What do we get, David? Uh, yeah, he, uh... If you've got any uh, tips, just give me a list, because I'm looking for uh, Christmas presents for you. <laughs> <coughs> yes. Anyway, and and so I, I suppose 
maybe that's a question. What do you get someone that already has everything? Mm. And some of the the two things that I've come across, uh, you know, I've you've seen friends, I've seen friends be like, hey, just donate to this charity for me, mm. uh, or pay this monthly thing for for whatever cause it is. Yeah. And then a second one would be the sort of buying experience for somebody. Mm. And I don't know if I've ever done that or received that, either of them. And so I don't know if I even have a, a strong idea of that. But what do you think about those ideas as, as a gift? I feel yeah. like, to me, because it would be, it'd be strange if I, for example, went to one of my friends and I, here's a present and it's a card that says, I've donated the money I was going to give you to a charity that I thought you might like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I I think it can be... I've seen the ones where people go, oh, instead of giving me money, I'm raising money for a thing, Mm. so give money to that. That seemed more sort of normal, quote-unquote. I've shied away from that because I feel like and correctly, Phil, I'd look, it would be great to hear what people think about this, but it feels to me a little bit like it could be perceived as, oh, look how great I am. I don't want your presence. I want to help other people. So, you know, it can feel a little bit like oh, you're on your high horse. A bit um, of virtue signaling there. It's, it's one of the reasons why I've shied away from that. Mm. Um, as for, like, going ahead and donating for someone... For, without them even knowing, that could go down either really well or really badly if they didn't like the cause, or just be a bit awkward. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's not good to give that, but it's almost like, well, why don't you just give on your own behalf, and and then, if you really believe it's a great cause, invite them into that journey with a normal conversation at some point. Yeah. The experience one, I think, in a sense, that's a no-brainer, because that's that could be really awesome. And some of the things we've learned about uh, we've read about in the, um, and we've spoken about in the past. We've not on the podcast, but just things, physical objects lose their luster over time. Mm. You know, you get that brand new phone or you, know, you get a brand new digital camera. I got one when I was like 15 or 16. Amazing. I used it all the time. I still have it and I still use it sometimes, but it's like, oh, now it's just a thing. I don't feel any pleasure at it at all. No joy, no lasting. But some of those holidays we went on lasted maybe only a weekend. You know, we did a weekend in Rome once as a family. Four short days. I still remember that. I cherish those things. And actually, it almost grows in its enjoyment over time. And I think that's some of the stuff that some of the scientific studies bears out. Um, and so I think getting an experience for someone could be really awesome. Hmm. Especially if you do it with them then. Exactly. And this is where, as well, I wonder the whole thing of surprise, because I think some people would say, I love surprise. And there's definitely that element of uh, a good thing that happens to you that is a surprise kind of carries more joy than if you knew it was coming. But I've heard the flip side as well, which is the most or like equal amount of enjoyment of something that is coming is the anticipation of it. Mm. So I actually don't know how that works, how those two bits of pieces square together, because I've kind of been carrying one and the other for a while. <laughs> going, yeah, I know that surprises uh, have this really good like peak in the all the, the nice brain chemicals, and, but 
the, the anticipation is also a really powerful mm. motivator. And of course, there are some people that we know, I'm sure everyone does, that if you were to get them surprise, you know, the surprise party for them or something, they would hate it. Mm. They would run a million miles. They don't want to be surprised. They want to know what's coming. So those are the sort of people that perhaps it's a little bit better to go, let's plan with them something mm. that they would love for their birthday or for Christmas or something. And, mm. and then you're a bit more in the safe and you plan something that you know, we're <laughs> going to enjoy this. <laughs> so this Christmas, everyone buy Matt an experience. Is that what a you're saying? A surprise experience. A surprise experience. <laughs> <laughs> and the surprise is all your presents are... Uh, they're just not, you don't have any. That's the surprise. That's not, that's not an experience. buying an experience. No, it's an experience. <laughs> that's an absence of buying an experience. Yeah, but it would be an experience watching everybody else open presents and then you just sat there like, no presents. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my brother. Ah, yeah, I have good ideas sometimes. <laughs> I was thinking of another challenge of buying people stuff is, well, we probably all have that friend that only likes really expensive stuff. I can't think of a friend like that at the moment. Oh, I definitely can. I think I like, the people friends. that love, <laughs> love like technology and things like this. Right, just like, the latest Oh thing. yeah, you want the most recent super duper gadget that's gonna cost way more than I could, than the whole of my Christmas shopping budget combined. Yes. So what do you do then? Do you get them nothing? Or do you get them a, 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 a cheaper one that you know they're not going to actually appreciate because oh, it's you the can't do one. that. No, you can't do that <laughs> so because that's basically do? going. I know that what you want, but I'm I'm too cheap for that. <laughs> I suppose one thing, one option, one option. I this just come to mind. If there's a group of friends and you all knew this person and mm. you wanted to help them, you could pull. Mm. You could pull funds, um, and also that would help prevent against duplication of purchases just in case that would happen i mean obviously in the day of easy returns that's not so bad but that's true that's one option you could pull or you could just go right that's out of my budget and as much as i love this person just don't have the funds for that so i will do something else and then you get creative Hmm. Um, so are there other interests they have or is there another way, you know, they, do they also really appreciate words of affirmation as, as well as gifts or perhaps actually what they would really love is their house is a complete tip or their garden needs something and I could help them by serving them in a way. So that act of service. To write that into the card with a little voucher. Just. You did that for me once, didn't you? Did I? You did. Oh, what did I say? I bet I didn't do it. I think it was like a voucher for a free coaching session. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Very valuable, maybe, that. Maybe I did that, yeah. Yeah. That's quite expensive. Yeah. Same way you did it. Not as expensive as... Could have re-gifted that it, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, re-gifted. Yeah. <laughs> Profiting cool. off my brother. <laughs> Wait, how did you... No, yeah, anyway. Um, random. I didn't... I don't recall that. Probably should recall that. Yeah. Anyway. So there you go. I was actually going to ask you that because I, I didn't necessarily expect in this conversation that we'd look at it almost through the lenses of the five love languages. Mm. But, you know, we, what about the person that likes serving and you're like, hey, yeah, just go tidy up their garden, <laughs> which I suppose is one way of doing it. And I still think it's a good opportunity to give gifts. I don't think it's yeah. like, oh, you know, David likes words of affirmation, so <clears> he won't get him anything. Yeah. And... You get me something is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting that message right there. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling everyone that's listening as well. <laughs> what we could do, we could get him an experience. 
an experience of not getting any presents. Ah, <laughs> oh, so funny. Anyway, there we go. Um, what do you think? I mean, in the lead up to to Christmas, we talk about giving and being generous. What do you, what are some of the questions you have, or the, the maybe the, the fears? Well, I suppose just taking it back to the question you asked and linking it in. Even if you don't have a particular friend or a few people that you would go, oh, they're very expensive to buy for. In a day and age where we are bombarded with advertisements all the time on this, that, the other, and the latest, you know, especially as you said, with, if you've got kids, they, it can be so easy to spend a lot more than we intend to on presents in order to try and show the love that we have for them and in order to uh, try and create this perfect Christmas um, or perfect experience. And that unfortunately doesn't help anyone, does it? Because there are people who have got themselves into debt through Christmas and that happens every year. And actually, if, if you're doing that, you're not giving anyone a gift. You're just storing up pain for the future because mm. then there's uncertainty, there's stress and how many troubles are caused relationally by financial stress Mm. Um, and so actually a better gift would be to go no we're gonna make sure that we stick to our budget perhaps we could talk about that sometime um in in terms of making it count and and thinking about financial concerns but then going it's that it's that creativity and i suppose it's some of those stories it's the the childhood stories you you kind of grow up on and you go oh yeah the they're the the impoverished family yet the the parents really show their care and their love for their children not by the extravagant gifts but by a little bit of creativity a little bit of thoughtfulness but by a whole lot of presence and being there for them oh being present with yeah them, not... oh sorry yeah yeah and a whole load of presents <laughs> a whole load of being present oh god <laughs> the english language presence and presence are completely different They're the same sound being present for them, yeah, and being there. So that's, again, five level language, the quality time. Mm. Um, and I think one of the saddest things at Christmas is, or really any time, but it's felt a lot at Christmas, I think, is being alone. Those who haven't got family or friends or loved ones who they can share that time with. Mm. So perhaps to flip the question you ask at the beginning of the episode, you know, what do you get someone for Christmas who's already got everything? Maybe we could flip that on its head and say, what do we do for people who haven't got anyone mm. at Christmas? That's true. It's a good question. I suppose I was thinking as well, is, is like you said, it's easier to just go more and more expensive, mm. but actually some of the best gifts are quite personalised. Um, they're a little bit unique or they have something and I, I suppose that you said the idea of being thoughtful and maybe that's why partly you may, you find buying presents difficult because you're looking for that perfect gift that expresses thoughtfulness and personalization but it stays within your budget and you know it's it's easier to procrastinate on that when yeah. you have this idealized view of of being generous and I suppose that's easy to, we, we've talked a lot about things that almost can go wrong or the pressures of giving. Mm. And, and that can often cause us to opt out of giving. And mm. so even as we're having this conversation, an imperfect gift is better than no gift, probably, for the most part. Yes. Uh, and so. Add a few nice words and, you know, yeah. 
show that you care. Yeah, and that that's one of the reasons we do it. It's, it's not so that they look at us and see, oh, look, they spent a lot of money on me. That's really nice. It's 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 actually, it is the the thoughtfulness. And we don't like, yeah. the, it's the thought that counts, which is often thrown around after a thoughtless attempt at uh, <laughs> cheapness. Yeah. But actually, uh, when you genuinely put thought into something, we all can tell. Everyone can tell. Yeah. And so I think we would encourage people to be appropriately generous this Christmas. Yeah. And and to be honest, if you're really stuck for ideas, you know, we're still in, well, we're now entering December mm-hmm. at the time of the launch of this podcast. But it's one of those things. Don't try and mind guess for people. You're allowed to ask someone. I, I'm stuck. For, I want to show you care. I don't want to show that I love you. Is there anything that I can get you for Christmas? And they might help you out, and they might know. They might not help you out, and they might be like me, going, oh, good question. Never been asked this question before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Organised people will probably have a list. And so feel free to ask that question. And even in doing that, you're showing a thoughtfulness ahead of time. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. I think we're nearly wrapped up, aren't we? as we were talking about some of the challenges of giving. I liked what we talked about with the five love languages. Um, Hopefully that triggers some people even to think, actually, yeah, maybe what this person most needs is time with me doing something. Or actually, yeah, this time this year when I write some Christmas cards, I'm going to make it count by personalising it and Mm. affirming that person. Maybe you're just going to find that perfect gift on Etsy or Amazon or wherever you go. Um, Everything's personalised. Personalise it with their name. Their face. Uh, I imagine getting that. Here's a poster of your face. (laughs) Cartoonised. Thanks. I'm going to put this on my own wall. Anyway. (laughs) So here we are in the Mini Count Podcast as we're moving from busyness and noise and fear to intentionality purpose and really we're trying to make it count thank you for joining us for this week's episode on being generous at christmas 